continual feedback from trainers and connections was they didn't like the uncertainty of the All-Star Mile. So they couldn't necessarily plan a preparation around the race because, one, they didn't know if they'd get voted in. And if they didn't get voted in, they didn't know if they'd win one of the uh, late winning your in races or get a wild card. So by the time we went to finalise the field, we found that a lot of stables were saying to us, oh, no, we're up in Sydney or we're heading to other races because of that uncertainty. Yeah. So we've listened to that feedback. We'll break down some of those barriers and uh, these changes will make it far easier for trainers to plan and hopefully it'll see even more new fans engage in that competition, noting that we think the All-Star Mile has been very successful. Yeah. It is the number one turnover race of the autumn. It has engaged new people. So it's worked. But after five years, it's appropriate yep. to make some changes. This removes all that, that sort of uncertainty. Yeah. It makes it simpler. I think it guarantees a, a better quality field, noting that it's been very good field in the first yep. five years and it's well and truly rated above the Group 1 benchmark. But we also want to generate a, an, a superstar field because we've got the Australian Cup two weeks later next yes. year. That's Matt Welsh on Giddy Up with Gareth yesterday. He puts these races together for Racing Victoria. The Chief Executive, Andrew Jones, is going to join me in the studio tomorrow on a, on a whole raft of issues as racing reaches uh, the end of the Melbourne Cup Carnival, but an extension of Group 1 racing. Wayne Hawks for Westbury Stud, Tarzino, Reliable Man, Redwood and El Rocker, each providing success in more ways than one at Westbury Stud. Hello to you, Wayne. Morning, Jared. What's the purpose of the All-Star Mile if you take away its foundation gimmick, which is the public vote? Well, I think you I think you summed it up in the word gimmick. I'm in favour of what they're doing, so I'm not on that. I don't know which side of the ledger you're on, but I'm definitely on the side of the ledger that what RVL are doing, and I think is right. Which part taking away the public vote? Well, <laughs> just hit me hit me where it hurts, Jared. Thanks. Um, look, at the end of the day, the the problem is that where what their thought process is, if you can still go into the barrel, let's say, for a lucky dip. And what's going to happen is anyone can click on and anyone can vote. You don't have to click on for any specific horse. So what's going to happen is everyone will just, however you're going to vote, I'm not sure how to do it, but let's say you, I do. You click on your vote. What's going to happen is it's going to be like a Cox Plate barrier draw. So first name out the hat is Mr. G. Waitley of um, SEN. You will then decide which horse you want all the way down to number 16. So you don't necessarily have to be a racing fan to actually know at the start what you're going to click on. Because, of course, the favourites are going to go a lot sooner than what 101 pop is, obviously. So that's the, that's, that's the crux of it. And they're actually hoping that it might generate more people from the point of view that you don't have to be a racing fan at all. All you've got to do is enter, and you enter to win. Yep, I, I get that. But why wouldn't you just do that with the Australian Cup? Why wouldn't you just pump the millions and millions and millions of dollars into an actual Group One race and put the put the public prize there? Is I just think so. Th- this was a it was a a um, it was a flat pancake when it got released because the whole purpose was to get Winks in the Autumn Sun and they missed them in the first year yes. on the public vote. I just think, leave the pop-ups to Pete. He seems to have a pretty good idea what he's doing. We had a pop-up race that was based on a public vote. Now we took away the public vote, but we've kept the pop-up race. It just oh, makes no pop, sense to me. Pop-up Pete, you, you are the best. That, that, that'll get a run. The Landys will hear about that one, pop-up Pete. Never been called that before. Yeah, look, you've got a point. But I suppose, to be fair to Matt, 
he wasn't the one that set it up. He's now one of the bosses in charge, and they're trying to tinker with it to try and improve it. The other thing, to be totally honest, is we were $30 million in, in the red this year, this financial year we're going to be. So we do need to do a bit of clipping and a bit of saving. And by changing the voting system, it is going to save a few dollars. They've also taken a million dollars off of the prize money. And I think that's a good thing. If you look at the Champions Mile last Saturday, Champions Mile Day, Jared, all those three races are worth $3 million. That's the start of the sweet spot. So I reckon it's three plus million. So this race is worth $4 million. Myself, I'd probably, now that what you've said, I'd probably say, make the All-Star Mile worth three and add another million on the Australian Cup. But if you combine them both, you're talking five, six, seven million dollars anyway. So it's a good system how they're doing it now, two weeks before the Australian Cup. The other plus about this timing of the year in the autumn in Melbourne, we generally, we all, anyone that lives in Melbourne knows Christmas to Easter is our best time of year to be in Victoria. Sydney, when they're starting to get those wet, crappy tracks that haunt us every year. So yeah. we're going to be racing on a good track. Group one racing continues on Saturday. I'm hugely in favour of this. Uh, don't shut the gates after the Melbourne Cup Carnival. So Caulfield's picked it up. They've got the 1,000 guineas, which has got Corvalant and Skybird in a field of 13. I reckon the best measure is the Rupert Clark Stakes, which has got the full field of 16 plus three emergencies, so 19. There are no shortage of horses lining up for Group 1 races still out the back of Flemington if you put them on. Will this work? Well, you're right to a point. I mean, it... it, it, it... The measure is what is it going to take to work? That's the $64,000 question. I don't think it's a full-size field that's going to say that it worked. Obviously, what the biggest thing they're going to be talking about, and <clears throat> excuse me, I don't love saying it, but I'll say turnover is what it's got to, it's got to be because obviously straight after Melbourne Cup Week, things just flatten right out. So it'll be interesting to see where turnover comes after this race and whether they're going to admit where their turnover is. I hope they do, because I'd like to see it as some sort of measure to where and if it works, because, gee, you start, you're one of the first people to start this, if not the first one to start this two years ago. And this time last year, you were ramping on saying November is going to be the quietest month for a sporting journalist, a.k.a. that reverts to being a quietest month for sporting people or people that love watching sport. So let's push everything back. And that was what you... Well, you've banged on about it for ages, haven't you? So yeah. you've got a bit of what you want. You didn't get your Cox plate, I'll admit that. But I reckon they're doing the right thing by trying a couple of these uh, a couple of these other races. But we're not going to get Amelia's Jewel. We're not going to get the Winxes and the great, great horses because they must go to the paddock, Jared, and have a break. Because the biggest, uh, not hoo-ha, but Melbourne's biggest month is February. And every time I look at the calendar, that's still summer. But we call it autumn racing. So Sydney's autumn, Melbourne is more summer. If you're running Cup Week, you don't have very long to give them a quick break and get back for the uh, back for the latter part of uh, summer. Yeah, there's heaps of Melbourne and Sydney form uh, that's coming to Caulfield. So I I think that's great. Uh, I hope they get a. You're crowd. loving it, yes. Yeah, yeah. You, 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 are you going? Uh, I can't go, but. Um, uh, I'll be I'll be interested, much be more watching. interested than I was last year when we were at the provincials the day the week after the Melbourne Cup. Uh, terrific, Wayne. Thank you. 
Thanks, Jared. Wayne Hawks for Westbury Start. It's all about success with Tarzino at Westbury. And I see that uh, Mr. Brightside is going to the paddock, not to Hong Kong. So he's not going to have another crack at Romantic Warrior. He's going to go and have his spell.